0: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR
3: Live Wide Open
1: off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot, Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame.
0: NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, Here is your host, Mike
1: Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you after a very intense Yellowwood 500 race weekend at Talladega. As we get set to head off to the Roval, the Bank of America Roval 400 coming up this weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It will be the elimination round of the round of 12 at races and Sunday. We'll know who the eight will race forward and run for a championship. But we've got a lot to discuss between now and then. One of the drivers that's going to be in play this weekend is actually going to be in play in the NASCAR Xfinity Series race, the Drive for the Cure 250. I'm sure that a couple of you have heard the name Boris said. Boris has been involved in NASCAR for a while. Legendary road course racer uh, has raced at road courses around the world. He is going to be driving for Hendrick Motorsports in the NASCAR Xfinity Series this weekend. Matter of fact, had a chance to catch up with Boris about this very thing. And we sprayed a lot of fields. Boris and I did when we had a chance to visit in advance of his return to NASCAR this weekend. Boris, welcome in to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing today?
2: Uh, I'm doing fantastic. I mean, I'm getting to drive the HendrickCars.com Chevrolet Camaro this weekend, something I never thought I'd ever get to do in my life, so I'm pretty excited.
1: How did this come to be? How did Hendrick Motorsports and the legendary Boris Said get united? Who called whom first?
2: Well, Rick Hendrick and I have had two car dealerships now for almost 13 years. So, I mean, I never would have thought 20 years ago I'd even know Rick Hendrick. And now, we, you know, we've been partners and he's been my friend and mentor. And he's just one of the greatest people I've ever met in the world. And, and you know, so the last 13 years, he's been teaching me to be a car dealer. And, uh, you know, we're on the phone a lot and you know we talk racing a lot of course and you know it's just something we've been kind of throwing around as a joke i mean i i'm probably pretty i'm probably the most annoying guy that ever calls rick kendrick because i ask him such stupid questions and i bug him for a lot of things and uh i don't know if he I, i think he likes it i think he kind of secretly loves it but um you know just as a joke he's You know, I asked him for a motor because I wanted to take it to another team, and he he turned me down flat. And I said, you're turning me down? He goes, yep, I'm going to have to give you a hard no, Boris. And, uh... And then he goes, let's change the subject. He goes, you like Christmas? And I'm like, I love Christmas. Who doesn't? I love the movies. I love the songs. I love the way people are friendly. And uh, he goes, well, I'm going to give you an early Christmas present. He goes, why don't you just drive my number 17 car? So that's just crazy to me. I mean, I've been to Hendrick Motorsports a lot, you know, giving tours and showing people around, and it's an amazing place. But last Monday, I went in there as a driver and, you know, got to meet Greg Ives, the crew chief, and in in a way, I thought they would treat it. As a joke, really, you know. I mean, a 61-year-old guy getting a getting a winning ride like this is crazy when I think about it. And uh, man, they treated me so good, and they treated me like Kyle Larson. And you know, everything I needed for the car, they did, and you know, getting me fitted and comfortable and the right brake pedal. And it's just been. An experience for a driver, I mean, going into Hendrick Motorsports is like, you know, a little kid going to Disneyland for the first time. It's just it's amazing. And uh, I'm I'm just I'm just thrilled. I just can't wait to get back in a car. I mean, I feel like a little kid at Christmas for real. You've driven a lot of
1: good rides in your career and you've been associated with a lot of quality race teams. I imagine this ranks up what in the top three?
2: Uh, this is the top I mean yeah it was really cool to run for Gibbs when when Kyle Busch got hurt but um, I think the fact that just Rick's been my partner for 13 years and just you know I, I personally think Kyle Larson who normally drives the HendrickCars.com car he, he's one of the best all around drivers in the world if not the best and so to to be in there associated with those guys is just, at 61 years old, it's completely crazy. I mean, part of me says, you don't deserve this. And the other part said, just, I'm just going to go have a blast and enjoy it. And, you know, hopefully I won't embarrass myself. And hopefully I can get to the end and not get in too much trouble and, you know, maybe get a top 10 out of it. Is this one it?
1: After after
2: Saturday, are you done? I. I'm not actively out looking because you know right now my son's racing in Trans Am for Three Dimensional, and uh, I love doing that. You know, me and him doing that together is, is great. I mean, I'm a nervous wreck when he's on the track, but other than that, I love everything about it. And uh, I guess I I'm not looking for another ride. But if you know Chase Elliott or Kyle, they, they ever feel sick and they don't feel like driving, and Rick says, "Hey, do you want to drive?" I I would never say no to Rick Hendrick again. That's for sure. And uh, so I don't know that, but. You know, right now, I mean, with, you know, there's 10,000 teammates at, you know, HendrickCars.com that are going to be supporting me, and hopefully they can get me across the line with a decent finish, and, and hopefully I'll, I'll make them proud. That's my number one goal. And, and, uh, and then hopefully the fans out there that still enjoy watching me will, maybe if the next time they're thinking about a car, I got to do the Michael Waltrip. He's taught me this. I Hopefully, if they're ever thinking of a car and you're a race fan, go to HendrickCars.com, and, and we'll get personal and professional service and get you the right car you need
1: moving product at the same time of getting ready for a race this weekend at the Charlotte Roval, the Drive for the Cure 250. What is the Roval? You've driven all road courses around the world. You have driven road courses with high levels of difficulty and low levels of difficulty. Where does the Roval, in your opinion, stack up?
2: Well, I've never raced on the Roval, if you can believe it. It's one of the only tracks in America I have not raced on, so I I don't know yet. It's It's definitely, it looks a little quirky. I mean, it's Got its own personality for sure, like most road courses. Um, But it's a track, and I love all tracks. So, you know, the problem I have is, you know, if I'm getting negative, is you know, in the past when you know, I'll call us a road course ringer, which I think is an extinct, you know, term like a dinosaur. You know, but when me and Ron Fellows were in our prime and we were doing these road courses, and they called us the ringers, and there was only two a year, you know, we would get almost three hours of practice before we raced, and. You know, now the way it is post-COVID, you know, 20, 20 or thirty minutes of practice, you know, you got to figure it out quick. So, I'm not really sure what to expect. I hope I feel comfortable right away. You know, there's a chance I won't, and I'll have to just, you know, work on it in the race. But, but uh, it's a road course. I love road courses, and i got a great car and a great team and a great crew chief, and and uh, I'm just going to go out and have fun and do the best I can.
1: Wrapping up our time with Boris Set here on NASCAR Live Wide Open. This year, you know, it's been decades, actually, that uh, the term road course ringers come to mind. Your name is involved in that conversation, Ron Fellows. There are lots of drivers, Brian Simo, that have come through the sport that are viewed as a ringer, that, that driver that has all that experience that comes to run with the big boys in NASCAR. Well, this year... We have seen Shane Van Gisbergen come in. We've seen Brody Kostecki. We've seen drivers from other forms of racing come in. And in the case of SVG, he won the Chicago Street Course race. What do you make about that success that he had this year coming over from Australian V8 Supercars?
2: Well, you probably don't know this, but I was part of that, because I I met him when I was over there racing V8 Supercars back in 2009, and Justin Marks and I go way back, we were teammates at BMW years ago, and I'm a big, big fan of what he's doing in NASCAR, I think it's amazing. Um, But, you know, SVG called me and said, hey, is there any way you can get me in his deal that he's doing with these drivers? And I'm like, well, I'll try, I'll give him a call. And I, I called Justin, I said, Hey Justin, I got a guy for you. He goes, well, yeah, I'm kind of all set, you know. I, I, I go, look, this guy, Shane Van Gisbergen from Australia is the real deal. He goes, yeah, I know, I'm kind of set. And I go, look, this guy can win. I'm telling you, he can win the race. It's different. He can win. And so they ended up putting a deal together. You know, about a year after that phone call. And uh, I remember when he did his first shakedown test. Justin called me. He goes, man, you weren't kidding. This guy's amazing. So I, I thought I felt like a proud papa when he won the race. It was unbelievable experience. And I and I think it's going to be really good for the sport having him in NASCAR next year and the year after, and hopefully for a lot of years. Just bring Bring a, a lot of fans from down under for sure. And uh, I think he's a great, great guy. And, and hopefully he'll figure out the ovals.
1: But did you call Justin back with the I told you so call?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I said, I, I never let him forget it now. I just say, Justin, you're welcome. And I'm still waiting for my free uh, sweatshirt. You know, I want a track house sweatshirt. He hasn't sent it to me yet, but hopefully someday he will. But, you know, we, we still race Trans Am together and still have a lot of fun together. And he's he's a great guy and an amazing team owner now. You know, it's the new breed of NASCAR team owners. So it's it's something, you know, when we were driving together, he was just this little, you know, idiot kid you know we were all doing stupid stuff back then we were so immature and now you know he's you know he's at the sharp end of the stick and nascar it's pretty 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 amazing to see man you're
1: selling cars you're driving cars you're a talent scouts your abilities are endless for us come on my man <sighs>
2: I know. I wish I wish I had the ability of Kyle Larson this weekend or Chase Elliott. I'm going to try, but I don't know. I mean, there's a reason why 61-year-olds aren't driving NASCAR, but, but, you know, for me, the view from the inside hasn't changed. I still love the sport. I still love driving. I love competing. And, you know, to get to do it with my friend Rick Hendrick and HendrickCars.com, I mean, we have 10,000 teammates that hopefully will be cheering for me, and, you know, maybe that will help me and give me a little talent one more time.
1: Well, I'm sure you'll do fine, my friend. It's going to be great to have you back. Uh, We've always been fans of yours, and the said heads will rejoice when you take to the Roval this weekend at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Appreciate you taking the time to join us. All the best, my friend. Good to talk to you again.
2: Hey, good seeing you. Bye.
1: As Boris said, he'll be wheeling the number 17, HendrickCars.com, Chevrolet Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. Now, there's other driver news as far as that number 17 car is concerned, and that news will be revisited when we reach the season finale at Phoenix Raceway with the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Last week, Hendrick Motorsports announced that Raja Carruth, who currently drives full-time in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series for GMS Racing, he's going to be wheeling the number 17 car in the season finale at Phoenix. I had a chance to catch up with Raja in his hauler before this past weekend's truck race at Talladega. Let's slide in here to the old 24 truck. Talk to Raja Karuth, who last week made some headlines about going to be racing at Hendrick Motorsports in the Xfinity Series in Phoenix. First of all, welcome to NASCAR Live Wide Open. And how excited
3: are you for this, Raja? Thanks, Mike. That's uh, every time someone says that, it's it's really hard to believe, man. Like, that's that's childhood stuff right there. Like you, when you play NASCAR games growing up, you pick Jimmy Johnson, you pick Dale Junior, Jeff Gordon, Casey Kane, and like to. I mean, I'm definitely after this interview. I'm going to the merch hauler outside of the racetrack, and I'm gonna buy like a flat bill Hendrick stuff <laughs> and a shirt, just because I want to. Because like that, it's a blessing, and know to be co-signed by Mr. H and Jeff Andrews and and everybody over there, um, is a blessing. So. I feel really good about that opportunity and curious and optimistic about what the outcome could be.
1: How did it come together? I know that stuff like this doesn't happen overnight, so it it seems that way, but how did it all come together for the listeners connect the dots?
3: Yeah. So it definitely was mutual interest, you know, from um, us reaching out and and having a partner wanting to, to, you know, help us do a a good, a big race and, 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 and good equipment and uh, you know, we, we reached out through Chevy to try to get connected with with the Hendrick family, and um, they were all super interested. And uh, when I learned that, I was kind of in disbelief. So. Um you know, I got the call this week that it was going to happen. And um, I was actually at school in, uh, the at my school, Winston-Salem State, in the uh, we've got the O'Kelly Library and have like different study rooms. And I was doing some schoolwork and I get a call from this number. I'm like, who's this? And it's like John Edwards. And he's like, OK, we're this is all happening. And I was like, OK, this is this is pretty cool. So definitely a pinch pinch me moment.
1: How are you able to keep quiet in the library? Because if that was me, I'd have been screaming from the rooftops. Did you have to step out of the library to kind of relieve yourself of some celebration? What'd you do?
3: Um, So usually I'm a pretty reserved and low key, like when I'm by myself. Now, if if I was with like my homeboys, (laughs) it would have been a a bad situation for everybody else in that library on the third floor. But... um, I just was honestly in disbelief and I'm not an emotional guy and I don't, I didn't get emotional either, but um, that was a very just celebratory moment. You know, I, I went to my car cause I had class at, I guess at two o'clock um, that day and after my two morning classes and I called my dad in the car and let him know. And I just was like, wow, like this is legit. So pretty special for sure let's talk about the year this will
1: obviously be another way of your expanding your horizons you had a full-time truck effort you've been running some xfinity races i know for tommy joe and then now you're going to get this opportunity at the end of the year what has 2023 been like for you with all that you had going on plus going back to school at the same time
3: yeah definitely a a season of of trials, trials and tribulations for me um But we've weathered the storm and we've put ourselves in a really good spot. I feel like to finish the year strong. I mean, the first eight races of the year, my average finish was 20th. And um, we would run anywhere from 8th to 15th and wouldn't finish there due to decisions I'd make or trying too hard or things just not going our way. Um, But in the playoffs and and really since Nashville, I felt really good about just learning and being there at the end of these races. I mean, in our average finish in the playoffs is 9.7. So um, there's no reason why we can't continue that uh, for the last three races. Races in the truck schedule Um, And even the the Xfinity races have helped me just Learn how to manage races And be there at the end and and not compound And make stupid mistakes So definitely a season of trials and tribulations But I think it's definitely set me up to be ready For the good opportunities in my future
1: When you talk about learning You obviously will go back and watch races You'll probably have some talks in the shop Are there folks you rely on to help you through? Because you're still developing your skill set You're still getting going Are there people that you rely on Or things that you do to help you learn So you know, if you make a mistake Let's learn from that, not make it
3: again, and, and move on to the next. I'd say, at the end of the day, it really comes down to my core inner circle. You know, Josh Wise and Scott Speed um, and, and some of the Chevy guys we have in our program, you know, Ross, Kyle, uh, Daniel Henrick for sure, they've been really solid people to lean on um, because I know they have my best interest in mind and we're all getting our information from the same place so it's nothing kind of going back on one another and uh, especially Grant as well he's been a really great teammate to me um, with the experience he's had Um, besides that I mean not really Um, Chris Lambert um, my spotter he's done, did my ARCA racing uh, he's going to be with me with whatever i'm doing next year and he's hopefully going to do the phoenix deal with me so he's been great to have in my corner every step of the way so i've got a great inner circle of people helping me out and uh, watching every race and, and tell me what i did good and what i need to work on I need to ask you this. How do you manage a racing career and also
1: button up school all at the same time? How do you find that balance of head in the books and all the work that goes on there with having to put the work in, you need to put the work in here to be successful?
3: Uh, well, luckily my parents are teachers, so they're on me, you know. They they know the things that a students do and um you know what I can do better to to be a better student, right? And and at the end of the day, it's a matter of priorities and having my life in order my personal life in order. And I've lived by myself in in Concord since 2020 and came here straight after, or came there straight after, uh, finishing high school and living by myself and now, you know, paying my bills and paying for my school and, and being self-sufficient and luckily having my parents and my sister in my life. But it's taught me a lot about just balancing, you know, my personal life and my career. Um, it's been great to kind of learn under fire um, but I've never been alone and that's been great because like I maybe I've been by myself at times and you know sleeping by myself and doing things on my own but having my family, having friends uh, you know in Charlotte and, and back from school in D.C. Uh, I've never felt alone so it's been great to have people in my corner. We wanted to dip in and talk to you. Congratulations
1: on the Hendrick deal. All the best in finishing out the season strong. And I'm sure that between now and then, it's almost going to be like waiting for Santa on Christmas Eve to arrive for November 4th when you can hit that Xfinity car for Hendrick. Congratulations again.
3: Man, I, I have it on my uh, little calendar in my room. It's all in capital letters. So um, that's not from a point of expecting a certain outcome, I'm just really excited because I honestly like the beginnings and the end of seasons because you go to the fun racetrack or the the fun areas, right? You go to Daytona, you go to Vegas, you go out to California, you go out to Phoenix, Atlanta. um, And so to Go back to those places, I'm really excited. Like, we, we go to Vegas in a couple weeks. We we're back home in Charlotte next week, and I've never been to Homestead, you know. but we're in the general era of Miami, and I've never been there before. And Phoenix is awesome, and Martinsville is awesome. So just an excitement to finish out the year strong. But I love Phoenix because the track's fun, and the area's pretty cool, too.
1: Interesting footnote, right? So So Rajah is going to go drive for Hendrick at Phoenix. After we turned the microphones off, Raja and I kept our discussion going for about 20, 25 minutes or so, and in that conversation, Raja expressed the interest of wanting a Hendrick Motorsports hat. He says, I think I'm going to go out to the souvenir uh, Midway and get one, and I'm like, well, what are you waiting for? Let's go. I didn't go. He did. Him and his PR guy went. He went out to the Midway in his driver's uniform, bought three Hendrick hats, was whisked back into the infield and straight to driver introductions for the Lowe's RV Stop 250. And if you want to see the social media footprint of this, go to Rajah's um Twitter feed, or his X feed as it were, R-A-J-A-H-C-A-R-U-T-H. That's how Rajah spells his name. Look him up on social media, and you can see the pictures of him waiting in line. One of the pictures showed a race fan looking at him as if, like, what are you doing here? Which I thought was hysterical, but I think it's pretty awesome. Raja went out. To the souvenir midway at Talladega, got himself squared away, bought a couple of hats, three hats to be exact, and we'll look forward to seeing what he's got going on as far as the Hendrick Motorsports number seventeen Chevy Camaro is concerned. Let's shift gears now. Let's jump back to the Cup Series Bank of America Roval Four Hundred coming up on Sunday, and as we always do on Wide Open, let's take the temperature of Las Vegas. And with that. Producer Trey is here with the odds for the Bank of America Roval 400. I'm curious about this, Trey. What's Vegas saying?
0: I was very curious to even look these up from from the start because this race is hard to peg in terms of odds and who is the favorite because with the return of stage break cautions, we've heard multiple playoff drivers say that you basically have a choice in this race. You can either go for stage points or you can go for the race win. It's very hard to do both, and there are very few drivers who can go into this weekend – without having to worry about stage points. I'd say there are four playoff drivers, obviously Ryan Blaney and William Byron, who have wins. You've got Denny Hamlin, who's plus 50 above the cut line. He's probably safe, doesn't need to worry about stage points. And then Kyle Busch, who I think is basically in a must-win situation, he probably doesn't need to worry about stage points either. So out of those four guys, one of them you'd expect to be the favorite. But no, the favorite this weekend, Vegas is going back to a driver who is trying to secure a spot in the round of eight, For the owner's championship, Chase Elliott, who dominated the Roval in the first couple of years there, Chase is 6-1 to win this weekend at the Charlotte Roval. Right behind him is one of those four drivers who I say don't have to worry about stage points. That's William Byron. He's plus 650. And then the interesting name that's right behind those two is Tyler Reddick. Reddick is seven to one, but he enters this race two points below the cut line, which is Brad Keselowski. You are going to have to race for stage points entering below the cut line. So that's why I'm not so sure Reddick's going to be a contender to win the race, but I do think Reddick does end up advancing. But the guy that I'm picking is a playoff driver who was eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. I'm going Michael McDowell. I think he can get two wins in a season for the first time in his Cup Series career. The only other quote-unquote roval that we've seen this season was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. Michael McDowell won that, and still, even with an up-and-down day, early speed falling out early at Watkins Glen, McDowell has still earned more points on road courses than any other driver in this next-gen car. He doesn't have to worry about stage points. All he cares about wins. McDowell, I think, is going to win this weekend at Charlotte. Three long shots that I got, and these are three drivers who have had horrible seasons by their own standards, and a win could turn everything around for them. They're clearly going to be going for the win. Austin Sindrick, good road racer. He's 30 to one. Alex Bowman has shown some speed on road courses, and we know Hendrick has a ton of speed on road courses. He's 35 to one. And Chase Briscoe, 45 to one. All of those three could be in play. I'm going with McDowell to win, though. And one bonus piece of odds, we talked to Boris said earlier in the show, Vegas has him at 18 to one to win the Xfinity race better than Xfinity playoff drivers Josh Berry and Daniel
1: Hemmerich. Wow. Producer Trey going Michael McDowell on us for the Bank of America Roval 400. We'll see how it all unfolds. The Performance Racing Network will have the coverage this weekend. Don't forget, we will be back with NASCAR Live Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, you can download another episode of NASCAR Live wide open one week from today. Thursdays is when those episodes drop we'll see how it all shakes out it's going to be a fun time at the charlotte motor speedway over the weekend of course we'll chat about it on nascar live and nascar live wide open next week for producer trey and the rest of the mrn team i'm mike bagley enjoy your roval racing weekend and we'll check you out next week right here on the motor racing network until then so long everybody
0: nascar live wide open is brought to you by toyota for the latest toyota racing information visit toyotaracing.com
2: Brings his Chevy four tires to Racing fuel.
1: From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market, performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Craftsman in your hand, nothing stopping, yeah! Not a chair, quickie stand, or even engine repair. Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do! Make, it long, make it dawn, boy, your lawn, Mickey John, or that kitchen on. Craftsman in your hand, nothing stopping, yeah! From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com.